Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. So we got some news this morning involving the second most drama-filled quarterback in the NFL. It's Gantian Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, today the Athletic had a story that says that Russell Wilson, prior to departing Seattle, tried to get both Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the general manager, fired. Mm. He wanted them out if he was going to stay in Seattle. And Russ, very quickly, it's almost as if his PR reps were sitting by the phone waiting to dial and get out the statement, immediately denied that. Like, that story came out, I think, late last night around 1130. Oh, yeah. By, like, 730 this morning, there was a complete denial of that being true. And he says, uh, Russ tweeted, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. Uh, was to win. I always have respect for them and love for Seattle, end quote. I guess, Russ, I would ask this question then. Why did Pete... And so many former Seahawks enjoy the hell out of beating you in week one this year. Or or even before we get to that, if you have that much love and respect for them, why the hell aren't you still in Seattle? Yeah. It's not like the Seahawks were ready to move on from you. The reason why you're no longer a Seahawk is because you decided that you wanted more swing in the organization and they wouldn't give it to you. So you wanted to go to a quarterback-starved team that would. That's how you get your own office. That's how your personal quarterback coach gets unencumbered access to the team facility. All of the privileges that you enjoyed in the Nathaniel Hackett era of Denver Broncos football, which turned out to be an unmitigated disaster – you're no longer in Seattle because you didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And the only logical explanation as to why you didn't want to be there is because you had disagreements with the people that were in decision-making power. And that's the problem that I have with Russ trying to take on this air of being the good guy when it clearly he had an issue with how things were going and he wanted to get out. Look, you can't be the good guy and get exactly what you want. We have spent the last several weeks, uh, ever since Nathaniel Hackett officially got hired, looking at the situation and wondering, especially since uh, Hackett got fired and now that Peyton got hired, can Sean Peyton fix Russell Wilson? Maybe the big, bigger question is, is Russell Wilson going to let Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? Canty, I don't know how this can't be a come-to-Jesus moment for Russell Wilson considering everything that has happened. And I know how much he is getting paid, and I know for how long they are locked into him. Yeah. If you want to save your reputation, like Russell Wilson could legit be playing his way out of the Hall of Fame. Think about that for a second. Mm. Like, he's been so bad, that could be the case. And if you want to save your career, don't you have to turn the keys over to somebody else to try to fix you? I'm not convinced that's going to happen because you hear me say this all the time. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Russell Wilson has always shown himself to be a guy that is self-interested first and foremost, even though he wants to be publicly the good guy in every way. Yeah, but here's the deal. When you talk to former players, 
from the Seattle Seahawks that were with Russ when he was emerging as a franchise quarterback. They don't have a lot of positive things to say about him. Yeah, they don't. I mean, just ask Rob Ninkovich about the story at the Pro Bowl once upon a time and how all the other players were walking off the field and Russ and his team had a golf cart pick him up and drive him off the field. <laughs> like That just shows you where that guy is at. Now, he's somebody that's consumed with making sure his image is is one that's family-friendly. It's one that's a, a good brand. I think he's got a brand called the Good Guy Brand. Yeah. And, and so, like, like, a good man brand. And so that that's... That's what he is. But, Carlin, at the end of it, it's not just about looking good. It's about actually being good in terms of being a good influence and a positive impact on the organization. Two things that he didn't do in Denver, and those are a couple of things that we didn't see at the end of his tenure with the Seattle Seahawks. So when we ask the question, can Sean Payton fix Russ, I'm somewhat skeptical. I am, just because Russ – is in his mid-30s now. You're talking about a player that's established, that's had a lot of success in his league, that has a resume. When you get set in your ways, you're not necessarily – it's not necessarily easy to change who you are. Yeah. And it gets harder as you get older. All you got to do is look at our parents. <laughs> try, <laughs> try to convince them to do something the older that they get. It's like talking to a brick wall. And that's what it feels like with Russell Wilson. And I think that's why the Seahawks eventually had to move off of him. But now with Sean Payton coming in and him being a Bill Parcells disciple and knowing Sean a little bit, this is going to be a situation where Sean is going to demand accountability. And I'm not sure that Russell Wilson is prepared for what Sean is going to do while he tries to establish his program. Is this more about Sean fixing Russ or Russ fixing Russ? It feels like, like, I don't know why. You know me, for whatever reason over the last couple of months with Russ, I've not felt like it's over. I, I just feel well, like he's well, completely out of whack. Well, well, and, and, and part of that, Kenty, might be the misguided uh, precedent that I tend to follow, that some of us tend to follow when it comes to guys playing later and later in their careers. He's 34 years old. Yeah. Is he just falling apart uh, at this juncture, is he just not the same player, or is he actually capable of getting back to that? Well, guy? before we even get to what happens on the field, we have to get to Russell Wilson, the leader, right? Yeah. Because you pay a guy a quarter of a billion dollars, not just for his production, but for the intangibles. And in order to lead, you have to be accountable. When, this is, when this is your reputation, though, is it difficult to fix that in the locker room? When you're walking into the locker room and your reputation is you know, a guy you know that what's, You know what's difficult to fix? the relationships with the defensive side of the ball when you show a complete lack of awareness for your offense underachieving. Yeah. That's hard to fix. And that's where the accountability piece comes in. In 15, Russell Wilson starts. The Denver Broncos last year only scored north of 16 points five times. Wow. Five times, Carlin. Only five times. And only once scored north of 30. And that was in the regular season finale against the Chargers when the Chargers had nothing to play for. It's the only time they scored 30 points the entire season. And this is a guy that's getting a quarter of a billion dollars, and we traded multiple first-round draft picks for. Think about that from, from, from the perspective of a defensive player. If I'm a guy on, in it, on defense in that locker room, I am ticked off that this guy is at the press conference ending it saying, let's ride. Hey, bro, you, 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 you riding all right. You riding us into a damn brick wall. We got to get this thing fixed. And I think he's got to adjust 
what he's trying to do, his overall approach. Sean will have the game plan. Sean, from an X's and O's standpoint, is a damn genius. One of the three best offensive minds in all of football. All you got to do is look at his resume. From 2006, when he became a head coach, through 2021, his offense averaged 27.6 points per game. Do you know what that was? Second in the National Football League. And his offense during that same span was first in yards per game with 392. Sean knows offense. And Sean also knows how to put together a football team. It's about Russell Wilson embracing what Sean is trying to get him to do, playing within the structure of the offense, not necessarily doing everything off schedule, which Russ has become known for. If Russ can change in that way fundamentally, then they're going to have success. But I have my doubts that he's going to be capable of doing that. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tune into NBA action tomorrow night. Sixers hosting the Celtics presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Carlin, just, just one thing that was shocking about last year's Broncos season. If the Broncos would have just scored league average in all of their games, which is 21 points. So if they scored 21 points in every single game, they would have doubled their win total. Wow. They would have doubled their win total. Canty, they did two other things yesterday that were interesting. Number one, I can't remember seeing it this quickly before, but Vance Joseph, who got fired as the head coach a little over a year ago, has come back to Denver as the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. which we both agree is a terrific a good move, move on our part. It's a good move. Very good defensive coach. Secondly, 28-year-old Davis Webb, has been hired as the quarterback coach. He had, he, he, I didn't even know he had officially retired, <laughs> although, you know, I mean, some would argue maybe he retired when he came into the league. But <laughs> point being, Davis Webb, already a quarterback coach in the NFL? Are you surprised by that? A little bit, a little bit, but if you can't do. Especially with Russ? If you can't do, then you teach. And that's exactly what Davis Webb is doing. He's going the Kellen Moore route. I can't blame him. Yeah. You know, who's to say that he won't be the next young offensive mind that's vying for one of these head coaching jobs. We don't know what he's going to be. But if I'm trying to fix Russ, is he going to listen to Davis Webb too? He may not, but he's going to listen to Sean Payton. And if you're Davis Webb, doesn't it make sense to learn from one of the best offensive minds the game has to offer? No question. Yeah. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I can't believe I once upon a time was advocating for the Giants to trade for Russell Wilson. It wasn't all that long ago. Sometimes, sometimes it ain't about the moves that you make. It's about the ones you don't, man. <laughs> they dodged a bullet with that one. Sheesh. One of the biggest 2023 hiring challenges is standing out to top talent. Break through the clutter. Attract the most qualified candidates for your team with ZipRecruiter's matching technology. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. More of your opportunity to weigh in on the most obnoxious fan bases after what I experienced last night with two Michigan fan dopes. And I know they're not the whole fan base. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that they are. But it just got me to thinking about this topic because we all have it. And especially when you're going to go on the road and be obnoxious. Oh, that's tough to take. Also, the commanders, they might be on the doorstep of making a major, major move for the betterment of that franchise for the long term. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever wonder what you would do if you had unlimited hours in the day? Would you pick up a new hobby or focus on one you've neglected lately? Would you spend time with those people you haven't seen in a while? Well, there's a chance if you've considered having more time in the day, you're too overworked, stressed, 
and you haven't spent enough time focusing on yourself, that's where BetterHelp comes in. Therapy can be the spark to help you organize everything in your life and prioritize yourself. The journey of self-improvement isn't an easy one, but I believe when you devote time to your mental health, you become a better version of yourself. So let BetterHelp be your guide along the way. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy I'll tell you what, it does not take much to get you going on obnoxious fan bases, that's for sure. <laughs> Katie and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Celtics, 76ers, tomorrow, Suns, Bucks on Sunday on ABC and ESPN Radio. And I believe Jason Tatum will be in the zone. In the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Eastern Conference preview, Celtics, Sixers? Uh, I'm not taking the Bucks out of that mix yet. Uh, and I know that the injury has your concern, but it doesn't seem like it's any big deal. He's, if we're going to look at other teams and say as long as they're healthy for the playoffs, I have to look at Giannis and say as long as he's healthy for the playoffs. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. But the way that Joel Embiid is playing, man, and then James Harden last night dropping 31, again, the key for the Sixers, if Tobias Harris can give you 15 points a night yep. and be that kid in Saw the that, last that can night. knock down perimeter shots, it changes everything for them offensively. And then – Celtics, man, what, what more can you say? I mean, Tatum and Brown going for north of 30 apiece. Oof. That's the ninth time this year they've done that. Only two teammates that have done it more are Shaq and Kobe. Wow. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Them dudes is crazy. Canty, how about this? Jeff Bezos has hired an investment firm to examine the possibility 
of a bid on the commanders. That is a source close to the situation confirming uh, to ESPN late yesterday. Uh, hired a company called a uh, boutique investment firm called Allen and Company. It's the same company that conducted the sale of the Broncos and the Panthers. And of course, Bezos owns the Washington Post. He has not yet submitted a bid. And we had thought, based about a month ago or so, that he was maybe going to be out of the bidding altogether. If he gets involved, you got to believe that team's going to sell for $7 billion, right? Yeah. It has, it, so. it has to go in that territory. You're talking about somebody that's worth over $120 billion. Right. So it's not as if he doesn't have it, but I think the reason that they speculated he withdrew from the bidding early on in the process is because the people that were, um, I guess, managing it for him at that point in time thought that they were using him to drive up the bidding and they were going to tax him a little bit more than they were going to charge other potential ownership groups. And so I think this is going to be fascinating. Either way, it's a step closer to Dan Snyder not being owner of the yep. Washington Commanders, and I think that's the win for the entire NFL. No matter who the other owner is, we just got to get Dan Snyder <laughs> out because over the last couple of decades, this guy has been the model of dysfunction. And just, I, I, Carlin, some of the things that came out, how toxic of a workplace environment it was, based on firsthand accounts, is despicable. And that has no place in the National Football League. Listen, the best news is not him. Not yeah. him. That's all yeah. that matters. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. Isaac is up next on ESPN Radio. Isaac, who's an obnoxious fan base? I, for me, it's not really a team. It's a person. Michael Jordan's fan base. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good am I, one. Am I right or wrong, though, right? Why, why so? Because Jordan's the best of all time, and they won't ever admit to anything else being possible? Hey, that's what it is. I was born in 87, and you he got drafted. So for me, I love Jordan. I watch him play, watch him win championships, watch him retire, come back, win more championships. But and dude, you can say anything about Michael Jordan. Fist no, baby. Fist no. Fist no. That's all that matters. Fist no. Well... It's a pretty good number. <laughs> yeah, that, that matters. That matters. It's a pretty good number. Uh, how about Didi up next on ESPN Radio? Didi, who you got? Didi. Didi, you're out. Bob is up next on ESPN Radio. Bob, obnoxious fan base is who? Hey, I actually uh, kind of thrown a, a curveball on you. Yeah. And I just, I, I just wanted to know, hey, Canty, You've worked with Carlin for a while, right? Yeah. Does he not sound like Paul Heyman from the WWE? Yeah, he's got a little <laughs> bit of that in him, Bob. No he lies does, detected. We were talking about it during the break with the guys in the control room. No doubt about it, Bob. You're not wrong with that one. I have gotten that a few times. Yeah. I don't I don't hear it myself, but I, I'm not denying it. And yeah. it would be a compliment to me. Yeah. You know who else said that to me? Yeah, who's Jeff that? Jeff Passan. Really? Jeff Passon sent me a text one day when he was listening to the show, and he said, anybody ever tell you you sound like Paul Heyman? Yeah. And he meant it as a complete compliment. Yeah, Jeff Passon, I mean, he's, he's a reasonably-minded person. So yes. if he's saying that it, it, it sounds like that, then that's, that's gotten, a fact of the matter. I've gotten him and Eli Gold, who is the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide football. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm not I've, familiar with his work. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Okay. He's not as good as me. but <laughs> uh, Ben is next on ESPN Radio. Ben, what's going on? Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, I'm just calling. By far, the uh, worst fan base is the Eagles. Uh, and the, the only reason why I'm saying that, I'm not saying it because of uh, 
with you being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm not. I've been to UVA. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. I, I knew you had said stuff about Philly. I had worked I, there before. To, that's why. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I've been, I've grown up in Fluvanna. was right outside Charlottesville. I've been to Chris Candy's games when he was there. I'm a big fan of both of y'all. I love y'all's show. And I've been to Yankee games from here to Baltimore, Chicago, Oakland, San Francisco, all over. And the worst fans are the Eagle fans. They'll end up fighting each other. <laughs> Literally, they were fighting each other when RG3 got him booted out of the playoffs in his last like season as a quarterback. And then there was other fights with the security with them. Uh, and, and they're just like, a bunch of, like, literally, like, hooligans. I yeah, mean, it, listen, I get it. I, yeah. The, the yeah. thing about it, though, here's why I have trouble with the Eagle fan being classified as obnoxious. Why? Because they're not, like, in everybody else's face on the road and stuff like that. The, the, yes, they get in fights with each other, and it can get... They are the rowdiest fan base. They may be, at times, difficult to deal with, but I'm talking about... The guys who are just so arrogant in their fandom. That, to mm. me, is what makes the fan base arrogant or, or okay. bad is, or, or just toughest to take is when they're, they're arrogant about who they are. So the Dallas Cowboys fans? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's why I got so worked we up We believe about, we're better than everybody else because we are the Dallas Cowboys. Cam, let's bring you in on this because you are a Philadelphia fan. Am I characterizing that wrong on on – in any way, because I've been on the inside of it and on the outside of it, and I would say that, yeah, it can get dicey, and Eagles fans and uh, Philadelphia fans in general can be tough, but they don't strike me as an arrogant group. Yeah, I mean, we're, if anything, we're self-deprecating. We know how, you know, now we've had some success the last couple years, but we know just as well as anyone how many, how close we had been before that first Super Bowl. I personally have never been to an Eagles road game, so I don't know how they act on the road, but mm-hmm. very obnoxious at home, obviously. But yeah, I think you're you're on the money that they they get rowdy, drunk, and then you know punch each other in the face more than other people. Honestly, see, and the <laughs> other thing is about climbing climbing the poles and all that stuff. Yeah. They don't know how to act with success. That's all that was. Really? At the beginning, so that's it's just, all that it's all was. new to them. So they're it's honestly, like, what do we do? How do we celebrate? They're honestly more stupid than they are arrogant. And that, that is someone who who is an Eagles fan, loves Eagles fans, and has Eagles fans as my friends and family. Well, well, Cam. I mean, the, I for, the you- former is more dangerous than the latter. I'd rather have arrogant than stupid. <laughs> now I want to make Cam wear a T-shirt and go to an Eagles game that says, We're more You're arrogant. honestly more stupid than arrogant. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not going to work out very well. For As Cam. an Eagles fan, though, who is the opposition fan base or, or any kind of fan uh, base that you find most obnoxious? It's, Dal- it's Dallas by far. It's Dallas. Yeah. Really? I, I, you know, I, Bubba and I get along. He's not, he's not one of these. He's uh, not one of those guys. It's just the, the, you know, the delusion. Every year, and we, we fall victim to it here. Every year it's, oh, this one's different for the Cowboys, and then it hasn't been for quite a long time. I will say this, as a former Giant, I didn't mind playing against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hated playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. I, don't, I, don't I blame absolutely you. hated the Eagles. Like, whether I was in Philly or whether I was in Met, like, hated Playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. You know who is a tough Cowboys fan to take? Who's that? Brian Custer. Oh, yeah. Brian Custer yeah, of SportsCenter. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah, doing yeah. games, and of course he's hosted Get Up. Yeah. I, Brian and I worked together for a long time at SNY in New York. You know, you know a fan base that we can't let off the hook? Yeah. The Miami Heat fan base. 
Yeah. The Miami oh, you're Heat right. fan base. Oh, dear God. Actually, that, it might just be Miami sports in general. Remember how the whole two and on thing was going on oh early, early in the football? That's a good point. It how might we, just be Miami sports fans. List? How did we leave them They honestly the should be right up. Yeah, they're, they they're like, they're, they're like those fans, like, just call. obnoxious. Miami yes. Hurricanes. And led by Amber Wilson. <laughs> of Amber and of Joe and Amber, there led was, by Amber Wilson. There was legit a time during the playoffs last year where I was afraid that Amber, who I've known for about 10, 12 years, I thought our friendship it was in real jeopardy. Yes. Based on how we were yeah. talking about the heat. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fair. And, and you know what, Cam, you threw it in. The Canes. A lot of Miami Hurricanes fans. Are also, they back again this year? Yeah, they show up. Every back. year they're supposed yeah. to be back. Every yeah. year. Exactly. <laughs> Kathy Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny on the ESPN app as well. There is another team that could have had Sean Payton, but we got an explanation yesterday as to why they didn't, plus America's favorite, favorite segment each and every week. What is it? Of course, It is who you got, and it is on the way. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Earlier today on Greeny. There are two guys, two rows in front of us who on every basket, turnover, every single non-call that didn't go Michigan's way are just standing up and being as obnoxious as possible. It's one thing to go to a game and enjoy yourself and to root for the other team. Yeah. It's another thing to not be a jackass. One of these dopes who was in about as good a shape as me, wearing a Glenn Rice jersey, stands up and does the bow and arrow. <laughs> or then he starts, he grabs his left arm and he starts tapping three against it. So it's like he's out there on the court exactly. making shots. And I could cross this jump over. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the, the Jonathan Gannon soundbite yeah. when he's talking to Rondell Moore, every so- part of that. Could be a drop. Every Good. single part of it. Good. 
<laughs> like at this point, I want to see him on the next season of Succession with Kendall Roy. Oh, hey! It, it could be Kendall's twin brother. I'm t- evil twin. <laughs> that he didn't know he had. Yeah. <laughs> Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. You can run. Yeah. Wow. No kidding, Coach. That's how I got here. So- Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, The new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals is Jonathan Gannon, who you have heard from uh, with his first interaction there with Rondell Moore. So that's the fish they caught. Yes, the fish that they... The fish that got away. I don't know if it can you call it getting away if you didn't drop the bait in the water. Oh no, you can call it this is the one that got away. Well, Michael Bidwell, the Cardinals owner, on Arizona Sports ninety eight point seven yesterday on why the Cardinals did not go after Sean Payton. Okay? Quote, we spent a lot of time. The issues around Coach Payton had nothing to do with the money, the compensation we'd be paying him. It was all about the draft compensation to the Saints. We weren't willing to go with what the Saints wanted us to give up. It would have been too costly to the team for us to rebuild that roster. It was really a series of trade-offs. I still feel like we got great coaches out there who can get this team turned around. I think we were right when you look at Jonathan Gannon. Good. Good. A couple of things on that front. First of all, we have to assume the Arizona Cardinals ain't giving up the third overall pick, right? Right. That's just not happening. So, I mean, we can talk about a first-round pick, but that that's not happening. Maybe next year's first-round pick. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing. The Broncos gave up a first-round pick, but that belonged to Miami. Yep. Which belonged with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, you're talking about something in the 20s. I think it was the 27th yeah. overall pick. Mm-hmm. So, there's a difference there in terms of the compensation. So, if you're talking about – keeping the third overall pick, then that means you're going to have to give up future draft picks. And we could be talking about a first plus. And I can understand where Malcolm Bidwell is coming from with that. All to that, I will say, this has not been a franchise in the past that's been judicious when it comes to draft capital. Listen. Remember once upon a time, (laughs) they drafted Josh Rosen. And a year later, they decided they were going to take another quarterback with the number one overall pick. So they took a quarterback with the 10th overall pick in 2018 and then drafted a quarterback with the first overall pick in 2019. So what are those draft picks actually worth if you don't have people in the building that know what the hell they're doing? And that's the point about, that's the point of difference for me based on where this Cardinals program is at and why they needed to be aggressive in getting somebody like Sean Payton. And, And I also don't believe in the whole idea that they were willing to spend all that money on him. You know why I think that way? Look at the fact that Hassan Reddick had just really come into his own. Yeah. He had been at the top of his game, and they let him walk out the door. Yeah. And he went to Philadelphia, and what happened? No, he went to Carolina first. Or had Carolina a, had first, a great excuse year, me, and then Philadelphia. And then went for Philadelphia, he had an even better year. Yeah, so he was absolutely tearing it up. And he had done that in his last year with the Cardinals. He mm-hmm. had had a big season, including, if memory serves, I think he had a five-sack game against the Giants at yeah. that point. Yeah. I mean – and you're not willing to pay those guys. Like, if you're not willing to pay somebody at the premium position... That you drafted. That you drafted. And then you are willing to hand over the money to somebody that immediately complained about it and had not done anything in Kyler Murray, it kind of makes me question everything you're doing. 
yeah. and all the reasons behind it. Yeah, and that's the part where it doesn't make sense to go with a relative unknown in Jonathan Gannon who didn't necessarily have his best outing when it mattered most with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I'm not trying to disparage Jonathan Gannon, but between the two coaches, there's no question who's the more seasoned. It's yeah. Sean Payton, and he was seemingly there for the taking. This thing, this courtship with Sean Payton with several teams had played out over the course of about a month. So you had opportunities to step up and make an offer both to Peyton and to the Saints that neither side could turn down, and you decided not to do it. And your program right now is the epitome of dysfunction. Carlin, you had a general manager. He's going to be on leave. You hired a new general manager in Monty Austinfort. Nobody knows what the hell Steve Kime is going to do. You paid out. You got rid of Cliff Kingsbury after you paid him a brand new contract extension. You're going to have to eat all of that money. Why do you keep repeating this same cycle of hiring and firing decision makers within your organization? Doesn't it make sense to get somebody that you know to be competent to come in there and write things? Yeah. Somebody that can get Kyler Murray, get the best version of him. Somebody that can be a part of finding the best players that are not only going to be productive but be upstanding members in that community, Sean Payton can do all of that. Remember, this is a Bill Parcells disciple. And so Bill Parcells, when he went to organizations, he ran the show. It was him with the decision-making in the front office. It was him with coaching the players up. Sean has that ability. Why why wouldn't you go in that direction, even if it cost you a first-round pick plus? Instead? You got an eighth. You got an eighth grader or an eight-year-old running around your backyard playing Star Wars. Yeah, and it was probably going to be more expensive because the Arizona Cardinals are an NFC team, the Broncos are an AFC team, right? So it was going to cost you more than it would cost Denver. But so what? So what? The cost of getting the right guy in place is the right cost. If it costs you a future first-round pick, not this year's third overall pick, but a 2024 first-round pick and a second-round pick this year, whatever, Carla, whatever that is, go ahead and spend it. Hell, you don't know what the hell you're doing drafting players anyway. It's nuts. So I, I, that, that, that part to me is wild. We'll do all of these different things. We'll throw up a bunch of names on the wall, and we'll see what sticks, rather than getting somebody that has the blueprint on how to establish a program where you have sustained success. Do people forget how bad the New Orleans Saints were when Sean Payton got there as the head coach? Yeah, they do. And they forget that Drew Brees was completely lost as a quarterback coming over from the Chargers. And, like, his career was not that far from being over. Yeah, and and now the Saints are one of the most relevant franchises in the National Football League year in, year out. I, I just don't understand, with the state of the Arizona Cardinals, why they wouldn't have been more aggressive in this situation, even if it cost you more draft capital than it cost the Denver Broncos. Help people in areas affected by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN. That's redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. Make sure you tune in to NBA Action Sunday as the Bucks host the Suns, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Last thing on this whole Sean Payton bit with the Arizona Cardinals, if you think about the division that they're playing in, you got to deal with Kyle Shanahan. You got to deal with Pete Carroll. You got to deal with Sean McVay. Why do you continue to put yourself in a situation where you are at a coaching deficit? How does that make sense? It doesn't. 
I wish I could explain it, but it doesn't. But the is, Cardinals, is there is there any world in which the Cardinals won't have the worst head coach in the NFC West this year? No, no, there's not. Quite simply, there's not. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it. Say it. All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Ah, yes, it is America's favorite segment each and every week. It is Bubba to host. Who you got? Bubba, have at it. All right, and we'll start with your favorite friend of all time, Aaron Rodgers. We've been talking about it all week. Aaron Rodgers made it out of the darkness officially this week. We did it. He did it. But the question is, could either of you actually, actually do a darkness retreat? Who you got? I don't know if I could do it for four days. I don't know if I – the last person I want to be alone with is me. Mm. And, uh, yeah. My the how my brain functions that would be that would not be good. Yeah, my mind will be playing all kinds of tricks on me. I'm all the way out on that one, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna pass. Bubba, yeah. could you do that? I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't mind being alone, but not alone in the darkness with literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind being alone with Netflix. I mean, that's, that's exactly nice and alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's where I want my downtime. Next Wednesday was National California Day. Who you got as your favorite city or area to visit in California? Uh, I would say Northern California, San Francisco. Um, really? My in-laws are there, and I'm not just saying this is a politically correct answer. I really love San Francisco. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I, listen, I love Santa Monica, that yeah. area. Not, I also like West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, the Grove section of L.A. Yeah. Yeah, but it would, it would absolutely be in and around the L.A. area. Yeah. Man, I could even throw San Diego in there. San oh, La Jolla, La Jolla is oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. It's absolutely gorgeous. I have a good friend who lives there. Oh, my God. Oh, that that, that a, good friend is loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Take a lot of that to kill you. Yeah. Next, Bob. 58 years ago yesterday, McDonald's introduced the Filet-O-Fish sandwich. Who you got is your go-to fast food item? Well, if we're if we're talking about McDonald's, it's quarter pounder with cheese, no doubt. Yeah, no that, doubt. That's it could that's be anywhere. Even, it doesn't uh, have to undefeated, be undefeated. No losses, no ties. Quarter it can be. It can cheese. be anywhere. Anywhere. Any fast food item. What do, What do you got? Doesn't have to be McDonald's. Uh, five guys. Are we counting five guys as fast food? Mm, it's, it's borderline. It's, five guys is fast food. Stop yourself. It's fast casual. Is the, is the uh, fast is the casual? Correct, correct I would also say Wendy's is a very Wendy's strong. spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, no, outstanding. Wendy's uh, double. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking you know about. The ESPN calf is pretty fast. Listen, Does that listen. count? No. No, no. <laughs> Sit down somewhere, Ken. I will say this. The Jimmy John's number nine Italian nightclub? Uh, Jimmy John's is great. Outstanding. Wow. Outstanding. Bubba, what's yours? Mm, I don't know. What? I like disappointing. Okay, yes. I don't have, I don't have answers to your answer. own questions. Right. Cam, I would ask you, but you weigh like 98 pounds dripping wet. So we don't Taco Crunchwrap. All right, well, that's I'd okay. probably say Wendy's is probably my number one. I don't have a specific item, but I do love Wendy's. Okay. I like Wendy's chili, and speaking of, yesterday was National Chili Day, mm. so you guys wanted to cook up some chili? What kind? Who you I, got? I, see, I love to do that, and I did that uh, right around uh, Christmas. I make the uh, chili that does not have beans in it. I like the oh, solid, no. regular chili. Nice. Yeah, no. keep it simple. Just meat only, and it's I, it's just beautiful for so, me. So the wifey did this. Chili cheese nachos. The oh, chili with oh the yeah. Beans there chili we go. cheese nachos. A little yeah. sour cream in there, too. Your married oh. life is going just and, fine. And then sprinkle more cheese on top of it. Ooh. Oh, outstanding. Damn. Actually, Bob. now that I think about it, Bubs, I, I do want to add an addition to the fast food one. Okay. White Castle. 
White Castle. It's got to be the right nice. moment. A, cra- a, cra- a grave case for White Castle. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let me White tell you Castle. something. White Castle's outstanding. You know the deal with White Castle. I understand it, but it tastes outstanding. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're at, at 3 a.m. it does. A Popeye's three-piece? <laughs> a Popeye's three-piece spicy, okay. too? That's solid. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Next. How do you guys feel about Cincinnati's five-way for Chile? No, no, no I'm good. Garbage. You guys are out? I'm Absolutely not. Yeah, no not offense out. to the people of Cincinnati. That's garbage. I mean, I mean, oh, I mean it with all due respect to, all disrespect to yes. the people of Cincinnati. Yeah, no. That's, I'm all out on the, that's that, the Skyline Chile? Yeah, Skyline Chile. No. Yeah, I'm all the way out on that. No. Wow. That'll set me back a week. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. <laughs> Rick Flair turns 74 tomorrow. We were, we were just mentioning Paul Heyman. He's a 16-time world champion. Who you got as your favorite wrestler? Junkyard dog. Let's go, baby. JYD. JYD. Oh, man. Ultimate Warrior was back in the day. No he doubt. was up there. Uh, yeah. My favorite, I was a tag team guy. I loved the Heart Foundation, and I loved, loved, loved the Legion of Doom, a.k.a. the Road Warriors. Oh, no question nice. about it. Bam Bam Bigelow? You kind of got a little Bam Bam Bigelow action going on over there. something. I could wear a Flames bodysuit. I could wear the hell out of that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.